Hello, and welcome to On the Brighter Side. I'm your host, Monica Tanner, and this is episode 27. Today, my guest on the podcast is a Michigan native, and you can hear it in her accent. She has a website where she sells glassware with funny sayings on it, and also t-shirts that support postpartum depression for moms. My guest is a funny blogger and Instagrammer who makes light of motherhood and finds humor in otherwise difficult situations. My intention with this whole podcast is to help my listeners tap into the courage that they need to chase their dreams, perform their life's mission, and do that thing that they've always wanted to do. Let's be honest, none of those things are easy. Hoping to give you tips and tools to make all of those things easier and one of the best tools I can think of is that of humor. One of the hardest things I've experienced in my life is postpartum anxiety after each of my children. My guest today, Brittany, has made it her mission to talk about motherhood in a way that puts these things into perspective and brings a little humor to moms that are experiencing this trial. So without further ado, I'd love to introduce you to Brittany Barone. Hey, Brittany, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, I'm so glad you could be here with us today. I'm wondering if you would tell us a little bit about you and your family. Yes, so I'm Brittany, and I have a blog called She's the Honest Mom. Basically, it's just kind of my honest outlook on motherhood. You know, there's so many people out there that say, you know, that motherhood is the best thing, and it's the greatest thing in the world, and it's all sunshine and rainbows. And it it is, you know, some parts, but let's be real. I mean, there's poop, there's puke, there's blood, there's screaming. So, I mean, it's a lot more than a lot of people like to say. So that's kind of like my main topic is, you know, being honest and being funny. I love it. I love it. So having said all that with the poop and the pee and all of that, what is your favorite part about being a mom? You know... (laughs) It's funny, but I think it is all the gross stuff. And it, it really is, you know, like I've caught poop in my bare hands. I've gotten blood all over my shirt. I've, you know, had a tantrum in a public place and it's terrible in the moment, but it really humbles you. And I think it's made me a better person. Like when terrible things happen to you, you just kind of, you have no choice, but to just kind of roll with it and just say, well, this is me, you know, take it or leave it. And so I kind of think that that's my favorite part. Cool. Awesome. That's not my favorite part, but we'll go over my favorite part later. <laughs> I mean, there's tons of other things that are obviously you know, the cuddles, but that's kind of cliche. But really, I mean, what's more humbling than, you know, a blowout diaper in a public place? Yeah, nothing. (laughs) I hear you. I've been there. So tell us about a defining moment in your life, something that's shaped you and taught you something really important that you now use to inspire yourself and others. You know, honestly, it's probably the same thing that I kind of just touched on. Like becoming a mom makes you see things so differently, even just becoming a parent. You know, dads have, I'm sure, go through the same thing. Obviously, I don't know because I'm not a dad, but you know, you just, you have this human and you have to take care of them and make sure that they don't die. And you just have a whole nother outlook. Like before I had kids, you know, I would see a mom struggling with her kid and, you know, her kid would be freaking out. And I'd be like, what is she doing wrong? Like, obviously she's not doing something right. Like, why is this happening? This is like not, you know what I mean? A normal thing. But it is like, there's so many things that you can't control about life and motherhood and parenting in general will teach you that. Like there's more things that you can't control in life than things that you can. And I think that's the biggest lesson and the best part of being a parent. Yeah. You know, in my 
day-to-day life and going through and like kind of, you know, my realistic look at everything in life, not even just parenting, you know, stuff's not going to go the way you planned. So you might as well just roll with it. Yeah. Funny, my husband and I, we like to say, man, we were like the perfect parents. And so we actually had a kid. <laughs> Amen. 100%. Like you knew everything in your head of what it's going to be. And it's absolutely nothing like that at all. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So when I first contacted you and I asked what you were passionate about, you said humor. And I was so excited and wanted you to share about this concept with my listeners. So tell me what is humor to you? Humor is everything in life that could possibly go wrong. Because, you know, when things go wrong, you have two options. You know, you can either let it define your day or your life or your moment or whatever and be, you know, upset and freak out and stress and panic and worry. Or you can just say, yeah, you know, I just, my kid just peed on me at Subway. What am I going to do about it? You laugh and then you move on. So, you know, you have two options. You can either be funny and make a joke out of it and laugh about it. You know, you might not laugh about it right away. You might laugh about it later. But either way, as long as you find the humor in it, I mean, it makes life bearable. And that's the main thing. I love it. I love it. So tell me how has humor helped you maintain a positive attitude and take all that life rose your way in stride? I think really just kind of checking myself and humbling myself when I am laughing. Just we'll go back to high school and, you know, when kids are making fun of you and you can either laugh with them or you can be laughed at. And being funny and making a joke out of something that is uncomfortable, maybe just not even just for you, but for everyone around you, you know, like if, you know, Olivia and I are at Target and she's throwing an epic bit, you know, what am I going to do? Walk around awkwardly while she's freaking out? No, I'm going to be like, oh, somebody needs to control their kid. Whose kid is this? She's not mine. You know what I mean? And make it funny. Like that's what it's about is finding humor is making things more bearable. I love it. So where did your sense of humor come from? I mean, can you pinpoint the origin of it? I wish I knew. I really do. But I think my humor is kind of more, some people don't really understand it. It's more of that like biting, sarcastic. I don't want to say witty because that makes me sound like an a-hole, but you know what I mean? Like it's very honest and very just blunt and some people don't get it. And you know, it's a little dry to some people, but I mean, that's life. You know, I'm not going to always be funny to everybody as long as I'm laughing at myself. That's all I really care about. I love it. I think the most important thing to it when you're a mom is just not to take anything too seriously. Yeah. And I learned that real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Most people have been there, you know? (laughs) So I think a healthy sense of humor makes people so much more attractive and fun to be around. Also, I totally agree with the saying, laughter is the best medicine. Tell me what your beauty regimen looks like and if you have any great tips for us. Well, I always joke that, you know, baby wipes are the number one beauty trade secret. (laughs) But in, in, you know, it is true. I I use baby wipes to take my makeup off. I'm not going to lie. But really, I just try to use things like, I share a lot of the things that I use with Olivia. So a lot of her, you know, scent-free, sensitive skin type stuff, I use that on myself and it works for me. It's very basic. I don't get too fancy, but I do believe that you have to treat yourself every now and again. So I think we had talked before and I had mentioned something about the Rihanna Fenty Beauty. That is my one splurge. I think it's like $40 a bottle for my foundation. And that's the one thing that's like my mom treat. You know, I kept my kid alive. I'm going to go to Sephora and buy me some Fenty Beauty. So, I mean, I think really my beauty regimen is very basic, but it's still important to treat yourself. And I think that's what every mom needs to know that it's okay to treat yourself. So good. So good. I love it. So please tell us about a difficult situation or trial you've had to personally overcome where humor helped you stay positive in the moment. I would probably say my parents, actually, they just recently got divorced probably a year and a half ago. And it was very shocking. It was very sudden. Like we didn't really know what was going on, you know, whatever. We all had our own lives. And I think that that was really hard for me, just obviously because I'm a mom and I'm married. And then like you see your idea of what you think it should be 
maybe break up and then you start questioning like, did I make the right choice? Am I the right person to be a mom? Should I, you know, what am I doing? And really just remembering that it's not that deep. Obviously, you know, I'm my own person away from my family and trying to also obviously bring humor into it help, which now in hindsight, I laugh a lot more at the whole situation because it got very dramatic, which is crazy. But I think just realizing that when bad things happen to you, it could be worse. And then also, you know, your life is still going to continue on. That's the most important thing and getting through anything that's really difficult. Yeah, I really agree. So have you ever failed really bad at something? And if you did, how did you find the strength, brush yourself off and try again? Gosh, I probably fail every single day at being a mom. <laughs> I actually took Olivia this morning to her 15 month checkup and <laughs> I walked out and I, first of all, I felt like I wrestled with a, a rabid beast, you know, cause she had to get her shots and that whole scenario, like I needed wine after that immediately. But, <laughs> and then you, you leave feeling like you're a failure because you know, your pediatrician is saying, well, well, she has a pacifier. You really should drop that by the time she's two. And you know, oh, she's drinking an awful lot of milk. She should be eating other foods. And then like you walk out and you're like, well, I should have just sat home and paid someone to tell me that I'm messing my kid up. I mean, even though that's so dramatic and that's totally not how it happened, but that's how you feel. And so, you know, when you feel like a failure, it's really important, you know, on my way home, I'm like, you know what? She's alive. She's healthy overall. Yes, there's changes I need to make, but it's not that dramatic. We're going to be okay. And I think that's really the most important thing is just remembering that we blow things up in our heads. Like it's just human nature. And when something bad is happening to you in that moment, it's the worst possible thing that could ever happen to you. And just remembering you're still going to wake up tomorrow. Your kid's still going to be fine. Yeah, she's got a pacifier. Like whatever. Because pacifiers are cute. So don't feel so bad. (laughs) Right? Well, and then my husband, he's, he's just as much of a psychopath as I am, like in parenting ways. And he'll Google and he'll be like, oh, she has a pacifier. So she's going to be gap toothed when she's older. And I'm like, really? Get off Google. Like, what are we doing here? Tell him to go out and earn some more money for the orthodontist. (laughs) Right? Exactly. It's crazy, but you know, just a day in the life. So funny. So do you ever have to deal with negativity or criticism in your work? And if so, how do you deal with the haters and keep on creating your great content? That's really funny that you say that. I've had a few, you know, for the most part, everyone seems to kind of be embracing of my humor and the level of honest that I kind of put out. But I have had a few. One example, I put a, a meme that I made on Facebook and it said, you know, I take Olivia to Target just so I can go to Starbucks and we can shop. And that's like our idea of fun. And it was something, you know, along those lines. And some lady came on there and she was like, you're such a boring mom because you feel the need to go to Target to entertain your child. And it was just crazy to me. First of all, what are you doing with your life? Like, if you don't have anything nice to say, like, why are you spending your time on my Facebook page anyways? If you don't like it, just exit out. It's not like you're wasting (laughs) so much time in your life. Like, what are you doing? But it doesn't even matter. But it's just that people feel the need. Like, you know, I just kind of take it as obviously they're missing something in their own life or else they wouldn't feel the need to, to put you down to make themselves feel better. And you know what? If I want to take Olivia to Starbucks, I'm going to take Olivia to Starbucks. I'm going to get her one of those cake pops and I'm going to enjoy my cold brew and we're going to spend a lot of money because Target is addicting. And that's just it. You know, you can love it or you can hate it, but that's what I'm going to do. And if you don't have anything nice to say, if you feel like you have to say something, that's fine. But really, I'm not going to acknowledge it. I mean, to be honest, I'm not because I can't let it bother me. That's awesome. Yeah, so healthy. So what advice would you have for my listeners who struggle to find the humor in their everyday life? Like, how would you advise them to get started just seeing something a little bit funnier than they did before? You know, I would say really kind of where I start is you just have to pull from your everyday experiences. So, you know, with the Target thing, everyone knows about Target. Target is life. Maybe not for the men, but for women. Like you go into Target for something, you go in for tape and you come out with makeup brushes, hair brushes, clothes for your kid, a box of cereal, and then you walk out without tape. That it's not funny, but it is funny. You know what I mean? So you have to find humor in things that aren't normally funny and whatever makes you 
you laugh, whatever it may be, you know, if it's toilet humor that makes you laugh, use that. Whatever makes you laugh, use that. And as long as you're laughing, that's all that matters. Like you don't have to try to make anybody else laugh. It's about making yourself laugh. And that's really all that matters. I love that. I love that. So focus on what you find funny and don't worry about anyone exactly. else. When I write things and I'm reading it back to myself, if I think it sounds funny, then it's good enough for me. You know, I'm just lucky in the fact that, you know, sometimes other people think I'm funny, you know, but even if they didn't think I was funny, I would still do it because that's my outlet. And as long as I'm laughing, that's really all that I care about. I love it. So good. So good. So I talk about my experience with postpartum anxiety and depression in episode three of this podcast, but most of my guests, especially the moms have mentioned it or referenced it in some way or another. I would love for you to share your experience with postpartum with us. Oh, yes. I... You know, and it was weird for me because when I first came home with Olivia, I think it was just that I was very high functioning. So like, I was like that mom that was like on the good drugs. Let me tell you, like I was on it. I was feeding, pumping a million times a day, you know, cleaning my house. I was watching our dog. I was taking care of my husband. Like I was just doing everything, but I wasn't spending time on myself. And so, you know, a few months in, I realized like something wasn't right. I was getting very angry. I was not sleeping at night. So it got a little sketchy towards the end. And my husband was like, look, chick you are turning into something that I've never met before we need to do something about this and so you know I didn't want to go talk to the doctor because the first thing that you feel is shame like you don't want to admit that you have a problem or that you feel like something's wrong you don't want to feel like you're I was afraid that I would go there and my doctor would be like um actually that's normal life don't be dramatic that's really what I thought would happen but you know it was the opposite and it turns out that a lot of moms think the way that I thought and they don't go get help and you know I I've been taking medication I'm still taking it and it really helps so even even if you feel like someone might tell you that you're just blowing it up in your mind and it's not really anything that's not normal, if you feel like it's not normal, it's probably not normal. And so that's what I really want everyone, my readers, anyone that I talk to, to know, you know, like obviously I don't talking about my personal struggle, like who does, but if me talking about it and you talking about it and you know, everybody else talks about it, then it'll become more acceptable. People won't be afraid. Yeah, I think you're so right. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so willing to open up about my experiences because it first happened to me with my second and she's 12 now and 12 years ago I feel like nobody it wasn't it was kind of a buzzword and nobody was talking about it and I felt like you're right so much shame like why can't I handle myself like what is happening to me and it took me a long time to go see the doctor and when I did it was so great it took me a little while for them to figure out what med put me on but once they did it was like I got my life back I got my functioning back and I didn't have to be on them for a really really long period of time and so Every time it happened after that, I felt a little more comfortable and a little more comfortable until finally people started opening up and sharing their stories. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I am not a freak of nature. It is Mm -hmm. very normal to go through some sort of hormonal shifting period of a little bit of craziness after you give birth or at other times, there's lots of things that can spur anxiety and depression. And I just, my message for anyone out there listening is don't wait, go get help. It's not weird. There's so many of us out here that can relate with you and just take care of yourself because if you can't if you're not functioning and taking care of yourself then you can't take care of all of those other things that are on your list that you so deeply want to take care of rabid beast that i was talking about earlier Hi, Olivia. 
Olivia. She's darling. Thank you. She uh, has not taken a nap all day today, so I'm sure we're going to have fun. Oh, lovely. Well, we'll see how she likes Mama's. <laughs> okay, so I am going to plug you for tools right now because for okay. me, I know there's times in my life where I think I'm hilarious and nobody else thinks I'm funny. And then there's times in my life where sometimes I can make people laugh. But I know whenever life gets a little bit hairy and overwhelming, a good comedy is just so rejuvenating. Like if oh, I can watch a funny movie or watch a comedian that I love and I, oh my goodness, life is just too short to get so crazy about everything. So is there a go-to meme or joke that you reference whenever you're having a rough day and you just need to lighten up and laugh? I don't think there's a go-to meme, but my go-to movie is definitely Baby Mama with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. They are amazing. And I think they're perfect. They're like what I aspire to be. They just make fun of real life situations. And it is so funny. They're just, they're my favorite. They're amazing. I'm obsessed. I'm, that movie Baby is. is too. No, yeah. and, it, and it is. And I, any movie with them or any movie that Tina Fey even writes <laughs> is hilarious. Like Mean Girls, like you can't make that up. Like that's, every girl has been through that and it is hilarious. Like it's real life. And that's what's funny. Yeah. I know for the last year or so, as I've been trying to build this podcast and my nonprofit, and I, I go to a lot of influential people and try to get them to give me a little bit of time to give my pitch and things like that. And I haven't gotten too much rejection, but I have gotten a little. And so my meme in my head that I kind of say, if somebody kind of blows me off or gives me the cold shoulder, I just always say, remember that time when they thought you were a no one and then you turned out to be Oprah? Like, yes, <laughs> some reason that gets 100%. me just like, it's going to be okay. They, they're not paying attention to me yes. now, me and my hundred followers, but they will someday they will. <laughs> 100%. That is hilarious. But so is there a certain comedian, blogger, or Instagrammer that you think is particularly funny and has a great way of framing certain aspects of everyday life in a way so that many of us can relate to? You know, I don't think there's just one, but I am in, so I joined a lot of Facebook groups with other moms, a lot of them. So there's one that's called like Inappropriate Mom, and then there's another one called Bad Moms Club, just for, you know, two examples. And there are some moms in there that are hilarious just to hear their take. And like, they take the same take as that I do, the same angle, you know, looking at life and being very honest and open with everything. And I just think that is so funny. And just some of these moms just have no shame. And like, that's what I aspire to be. I'm almost there. Don't get me wrong. Like my shame level, like, I mean, once you give birth, I mean, you really don't have any shame anyways, but it's just to be that level of open and just some of the things that they talk about, you know, like things between them and their husbands or things with them and their kids. And just, I aspire to be that. Awesome. And that is great advice, I think, for other moms who are looking for a little bit of an outlet. If you can find a Facebook group or a physical actual yeah. group to join where there's other moms who are going through the same similar scenarios as you are, that can be a good place to find humor as well. Oh, absolutely. So you told me before that you like to plan parties. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how it maybe helps you de-stress or find some humor in the day-to-day -day grind? Oh, absolutely. Partying is my forte. And mainly because my... <laughs> the way that I approach a party is like it's a massive project and lists need to be made and things need to be checked off and timelines need to be made and I'm really deep down just a psychopath that is so type A it's disturbing <laughs> and planning parties is that because it's like literally I love to create moments for other people from the second a party starts till the second it ends and I'm such a crazy planner that I it makes me feel good about myself when, a pl when I plan a party and it goes perfectly I feel such a level of accomplishment and that whole 
ridiculous and probably so petty, but it really is. And it makes me feel like I have my life together when things work out because rarely do they ever work out the way that I plan. Yeah. Well, here's my question to you. Have I you did not planned... plan on this little chica being part of this. <laughs> well, have you ever planned a party that went perfectly? I mean, honestly, <laughs> no, and I haven't. <laughs> but I think that's the appeal is like that keeps me wanting to plan parties is to make it to that level of perfection. So I mean, obviously things go wrong, but I still end up at the end of the day, like, things go wrong and that still turns out great. And so like, that's obviously another life lesson. Like things aren't that deep. Like it'll still turn out okay in the end. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. My child is trying to press all these buttons. Girlfriend. <laughs> You're going to beep off in a second. <laughs> Who inspires you to be the best version of yourself? This chick right here. <laughs> she and really, let's be honest, like I can say that it's because, you know, oh, I want to be the best mom I can be. And I want to, you know, you know, I could say that the PC thing that I would should say is that because I want to be a good mom and, you know, sunshine and rainbows and having the mothering gene and blah, blah, blah. But really, I just don't want her to become a murderer. I don't want her to be in prison. And I just want her to be a functioning human of the world. And I think that that is such a realistic goal. And it's something that I hopefully am not messing up too badly at this moment. But I guess, you know, we'll find out. Yeah, time will tell. <laughs> so if you were given a genie in a bottle and you could have one wish, what would it be? Well, I would probably wish for, I would wish for a day in Target, an entire day where I'm the only one in there and I can literally get anything that I want and not have to pay for it. Like, oh. I feel like it's like the ultimate mom wish, but it would have to be a Target that sells wine. That's, you know, necessary. So a super Target. Okay. I can, I can have, that's a good wish. Now I'm going to add I mean, a question. What, what better wish for a mom? Like, I feel like that was a really big mom response but you know can't help it the mom <laughs> <out> sometimes <laughs> if there is one thing that you hope that olivia learned from you and that she knew that you stand for what would that one thing be it would definitely be not compromising or giving anything up to become a parent you know i think that as moms especially i mean i'm sure some dads feel it too you always feel like you kind of have to give up certain things or you know you feel like it's expected of you you know as a mom you know are you going to quit your job and stay home with your baby because God knows if you send your baby to daycare, you're going to jack them up. Like just crazy things. Like, you know how people are like the mom shame is insane. I don't get it. But I just want her to know that I haven't given anything up. If anything, I've, I've gained things from having her blog. Obviously I wouldn't have been able to have a mom here blog without a kid. I mean, that would be ridiculous. I mean, I guess I could do that, but I'm, I'm working still. <laughs> I am not giving anything up. I went to school, you know, I did everything that I wanted to do and having her is just a bonus. It's not, you know, something that I had to give up in order to get. And I think that's really important. For, for any kid to know from any parent. I love it. So what are you currently working on and where can my listeners find you? Well, you can find me at she'sthehonestmom.com. That's my main website, but I'm actually kind of a psychopath and I'm doing a million things at once and hopefully I'm doing at least some of them well. I have a parenting glassware line on Etsy that is actually found through my site. And then I also just created a clothing line, a t-shirt line for supporting postpartum depression, So, which is also found through my website. So just go to my website look at all the million things i'm doing tell me i'm hopefully doing some of them well we'll see okay Brittany, i'm gonna let you go deal with your wild animal <laughs> what did you call it a wild beast my wild beast Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. And I loved having her join us. That was awesome. And getting to see her. And I wish you the best of luck in everything that you're doing. And thank you again so much. Thank you for having me. What a treat to get to talk to Brittany today and her daughter, Olivia. I love how she talked so much about how things don't always go the way they planned. And then her little girl popped up in the middle of her interview, but I thought it just made it that much better. So I just want to say thank you 
you so much to all of you who have taken the time to listen today. Thank you so much to those of you who have shared this podcast and left me a review. Those things mean so much to me. Hope that all of you have an amazing week and stay on the brighter side. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.